Music from D.C. and Baltimore You'll find it all here on Corridor Waltzes or cut time or straight for four You'll find it all here on Corridor Hey, this is Kelsey, this is QuarterCast, and I'm here with Dan Keach, a.k.a. Height. How you doing? Doing real good. Thanks for coming to my house and doing this episode. Yeah, thank you so much for reaching out to me. I'm excited about this, uh, and thanks for giving me a preview of the new record. I really, really like it. Um, so why don't we start there? Um, Computer Rockers, the name? Yeah? Yeah, yeah, that's the new album. So uh, let's let's hear a track from that, and then we'll talk about it a little bit, and uh, then I'll ask you some questions. Right? Oh, so do you want to just play the title track? Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. I got the midnighter song in my spirit. I got the man boy dukes on the brain. Ship a six string slinger. This computer's gonna save my pain. Computer rocker. Computer rocker. I learned the ropes from the wild boys running. We let the silence sharpen the blade. I took the plunge into reckless abandon. Over the crest of the things I made. Computer rocker. Transformation. We know ghosts from the ancient past. Hard drives full of information. Blood rushes to our faces fast. The power of all that is lies waiting for every face and for every age. I feel free as the first man walking. Free as a bird to fly about on stage. Computer rocker. So that was the title track, Computer Rocker, from the album. Uh, it sounds great. I really like the beat on it. And you write your own beats, right? Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, writing that song? How Did you have like a specific idea in mind for the lyrics and everything? Yeah, well, um, well I had this idea of like, you know the, the Thin Lizzy song, I'm a Rocker? Yeah, yeah, I love that song. I kind of wanted to make something like that, but um, for like people of now, you know, like I I have this thing that's it's been a theme in a lot of my songs, which is that a lot of times like what rock and roll was in the past, like people doing music on laptops and stuff is now, you know, like. Um, like the unpredictability or like 
the idea of like no one knows where this whole thing is going to go, I think a lot of that is in the spirit of like rock and roll kind of is not just in guitars and yeah. you know what I mean and it, and um, you have a lot of guitar in the album though. yeah yeah absolutely and and like you know I feel uh, super in touch with. Um, the history of rock and roll, and I like to I like to touch on it a lot, but, um, and I just feel more in touch with it as I get older, I guess, in some ways. And actually, I, one thing I noticed when I was listening to it that that's on that topic is a uh, uh, which one was it? It's Hell Hell World's Here. That oh, yeah. song kind of sounds like an old school rock song to me that you like freshened up and. Oh, right? cool. yeah, yeah. It's definitely like a sample I chopped up from um, like a psychedelic. Which sample is that? Who's that by? Um, I try not to say any sample <laughs> names because I have a nightmare of um, like the court cases going down in the future, and they like take audio from different podcasts <laughs> I've been on. Okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> I, I won't want to get you in trouble or anything. <laughs> but, uh, so when does um, when does Computer Rocker actually come out? When can people get that? Um, on Monday, I, I guess, I don't know when this episode is Yeah, this will be up, it, it'll, okay, so that means this will be out in a couple of weeks, so then oh, yeah. it'll definitely be available. Yeah. And, um, wh- where can people get that? Um, the best place is coldrhymesrecords.com. Okay. Yeah. And they're your label. How did, have you been with them long? How did you get hooked up with them? Um, well, that's just my label, you know, so, oh. um. I've I've used that name for a long time, but in the last couple of years, and really just in the last year, I've started to put out other people's stuff as well. You know. Oh, that's cool! I didn't realize that was your own label. Um, so, what other artists have you put out on it? Um, I've put out a record uh, by a guy named I Alive from Philly okay. that that I like a lot. I've put out uh, one by my group, Shark Tank. Um, which is kind of like a, a long-lasting side project I've done with a couple other people and um, a group called Off the Meat Rack from uh, Cincinnati. And I did like a retrospective best of release uh, of a guy named Jack Toft from Buffalo, New York. And um, I've never talked to anyone that, that ran a label. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Like, what, what are your responsibilities? What do you do for them? Well, I'm still I'm kind of, like, making it up as I go along, <laughs> you know. Um, um, it's been a whole lot of, of work and just, tr- uh, I mean, I think the biggest thing that I can provide um, is trying to like put things on a schedule that's kind of like hard to do on your own or, or you know like like I think it's 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 so hard to like make music look like professional now yeah. or so it's just like everybody's just like shooting stuff out into social media and stuff so like I guess what I've done with these these releases that I've put out is like try to make like a timeline that kind of mirrors what like a bigger label would do and you know kind of like build up interest in in 
in the project in a way that's kind of hard to do if you're just one person. Mm -hmm. You know, so, so I'm kind of just playing the role of like another person that's excited about it. And, yeah. and, and an organizer. Um, yeah, yeah. And um, I, I, I listened to the episode with Surf Harp. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought they, they had some good answers. Because I thought it was a good question when you said, what is like the point of a label? Yeah, like, what do yeah. they bring to the table yeah. now that the industry is so different than it yeah. used to be? Yeah. And I think, I think what, what I think what they were kind of implying, which I agree with, is some of it's kind of like um, having some, giving someone else your like connections kind of, not that I have a ton of connections, but every musician has some, you know, mm -hmm. that, and like putting people in touch with each other that wouldn't be able to get in touch otherwise. Yeah. You know? Well, that's good to know. And um, is that something that you enjoy? Is that something you want to do more of? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's been very uh, trying. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, um, and and you know, uh, I think starting in October, we started putting out one release a month, and um, and we're continuing with that, like th throughout like June, July, August, September. And, um, that's, uh, very crazy. I, I feel like I was definitely like, I don't know what's the word, like over enthusiastic, or yeah. like, like, uh, like over ambitious yeah, yeah, yeah. when I, when I said that that would be the thing, but, um, but we're doing it and it's, it's going well. <laughs> Okay. Um, well, to jump back to Computer Rocker okay. then, because um, you've been at music for a long time. Yeah. I, I was reading up on, on, on your old band, uh, uh, Wounds, I think it is, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, so what I wanted to ask about that is, uh, like, so how is Computer Rocker different from all the other stuff you've done until now? Um, well, I would say there's a record I put out last year called Mine Moves the Mountain. Mm -hmm. And um, that was the first one I produced myself oh. in a, like, hip-hop sense of the word. Like, because some of my albums, like, uh, like I, I play guitar and bass and stuff. Not, not to any, like, degree where I would want to be, like, on a stage doing this. But, like, but I write stuff. And um, so, like, a, a lot of my albums have been, like, like I write stuff and then um, work with someone to kind of like make it sound more like hip hop beats and, mm. and, and like I've had people help me mix and stuff but um, these last two have been like strictly sample based and and produced by me and now this computer rock is the first one that's mixed by me as well. Oh neat so how was that process was it hard to get a handle on mixing or did you kind of come to it naturally? I mean, it was really hard. <laughs> like, yeah. I had a lot to learn, but um, but you know, it. I was just thinking about a friend of mine that you know makes a lot of videos for himself and stuff. He was just saying like, once you learn to do it, it's just like there's just this freedom in like you can do it as much time as you need. Mm. You know, like like I just like blocked out every day that I didn't have to work, and I was working like 20 hours a day <laughs> oh, wow. and and that definitely felt crazy at the time but I'm like 
I'm glad I have that, that I can do that now, you know? Yeah. And uh, can I ask what you do for work regularly? Is it like something oh, yeah. you kind of have time for music with? Yeah, yeah, I do um, deliveries. You can see these magazines right here. Oh, right. <laughs> like, I just, like, you know, put those in grocery stores and stuff like that. Gotcha. And so that leaves you time for some music at the end of the day? Yeah, right? absolutely. That's cool. Uh, and what else? Oh, the guitar tracks. Because uh, I'm a guitar player myself. I, I really like some of those licks. So are you playing or is it all samples? Um, I, I think I'm playing. Uh, oh, I am playing some stuff on that um, Hell World okay, track. Neat. And I think a few other ones, but just like real simple stuff, you know. Okay. And I like, it's usually, like I, like I was saying before, I'm not a guitar player. Like, <laughs> like I have to like, get one good take and then like edit the shit out yeah. and copy and paste that's <laughs> all you need right you yeah, a good yeah. take and then you can copy it play with it loop it exactly. <laughs> yeah um so what a, what would you say is your favorite song off of computer rocker right now um i really like the track the ending track which is called the joy you've made will never fade that's a good one. Um, I was listening to that. I, I just had it on the way over to kind of just keep it fresh in my head. Um, so that sounds like it's about like Baltimore venues, like shutting down, kind of. Am I right? Um, not even specifically Baltimore, but but I guess I guess that is part of it. Yeah, like like just thinking about how I feel like there's just always so many people that put in so much into music and then they really get burned in a way by like in a way in a tangible way there's no like reward at the end a lot of times or something and it's like I guess I was just trying to say both from like from uh, like for performers and the people that help facilitate all this DIY kind of stuff like like you know your contributions aren't in vain if, Mm -hmm. if you did something or are doing something and even though it really can feel like they are a lot, a lot of the time. Yeah. You know? uh, have you had personal experiences with that I would guess? Uh, you know just kind of feeling like, like it wasn't worth it or? Oh yeah totally. <laughs> like like I mean it's it's interesting like I, I sort of feel like that all the time because like you know I feel like I'm in this realm that a lot of other people are in where it's like the music is a full-time job and it's like you're you're like going out and touring and all this stuff and releasing these records investing money trying to make the money back but like it's like there is no profit or anything you know what I mean so it's like it's like I think if you if it's more like a hobby it's easy just to have it more like in your head and like kind of separate from everything but when you're like really in the mix and like doing it all the time it's hard not to feel that way sometimes you know but I don't think that's correct I think it's something to you know uh, triumph over I guess mm-hmm. well I, I guess that's what the song is about yeah yeah, yeah. sure um, yeah, that's a great song. So you're talking about touring. You have a pretty big tour coming up, I think. I yeah. Can you tell us about that? Uh, yeah, touring in May, June, and July. And um, 
the first leg is with Ila, who I mentioned earlier, and um, and all all three legs of the tour are with Mister, who um, is on three tracks on the album. Oh, um, which which three tracks? He's on Zen on Ten, and um, Force Field and Five Hundred. Oh, okay. Okay, I think I can recognize that voice then. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. So how did you guys, do you guys know each other going back? or? Yeah, he, um, let, let's see, he was in a group called Pasolacqua in Detroit, which is such a great group, and um, really some of my favorite music of all time. And uh, I guess I met them, I, I, you know, I, I think I had actually met him just at shows before oh, and, yeah. and it took me a while to realize it was the same guy when we started playing shows together in Detroit so um but uh his stuff the their group was great his solo stuff was great and um and and they they broke up um as a group and I think he's been like itching to like get back out there on, the, on this more intense level of, of touring and stuff like that. And um, and he's also been heavily working on the Cold Rhymes releases, helping with right. the art and the videos and everything. Yeah, it seems like videos and, and things that aren't music are becoming more important to music. Does that, oh, yeah. Is that, like, your experience? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you could just have, like... I feel like... Some people totally disagree with me, but I think any video is better than no video. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's just a song, people won't listen to the song, but, like, yeah. you can just have, like, a red ball, like, floating back and forth, and, so people, and like, people like, will watch yes. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's already, it's a red ball. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I want to talk to you about is because, unfortunately, I haven't had too many people from Baltimore Hip Hop on yet. I'm trying to get more because I know there's so much happening. It's oh, just, yeah. like... My circle is a little different, so if I can, talk to me a little bit about like where Baltimore hip hop's at right now, and 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 who you like listening to and that kind of thing. Oh well, I'd say right now is a uh, really huge time for Baltimore hip hop, Mm -hmm. and and maybe not as far as attendance. (laughs) I feel I feel (laughs) like that's not going good for any genre. I feel no. like, do you feel like it's kind of a low ebb? It, it seems to, it seems to be. Like, yeah. I, people come out to shows, but it's, it's, it, I don't know, it seems like, I don't know if it's an age thing or what, but it seems like there's less excitement than, yeah. than you would hope. I think so, too. And, and, you know, like, as far as the hip-hop scene, like, um, you know, say, you mentioned wounds earlier, like, like when we started, it would strictly be like playing with um, punk bands or playing with um, like like an act that was touring that had like a drum machine or something. So like the auto bar would be like, okay, let's get those guys in there. But like um, the the there just there was there, there's always always been a hip hop scene here mm-hmm. and. Um, and uh, I feel like it wasn't really that focused on shows and like performance as much as like the rock kind of stuff was. Yeah. And then, but 
But I feel like there's just this like explosion now where like at the crown there's just like tons of rap shows and like all kinds of good stuff going on. Yeah, the crowd seems to be a good place for that. Yeah. So you think live performance is becoming a little more important? Oh yeah, yeah. And and like um and the like the whole culture of like you know, touring groups coming through, local groups teaming up with them and stuff. I feel like that wasn't as strong with hip hop. Mm. Um even like ten years ago or something, but I feel like now it is, you know. So, um, performing as a hip hop artist, like I, I'm guessing it's, is it you and the beats basically? Like, how do you, how do you make that engaging? What do, what do you do? Um, it, it's always different. Like, like that was the first thing that it was, was just me and, uh, a, what was it called? A mini disc player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, yeah. but, um, um. And then, yeah, it's been different things. It's been, like, you know, guys with turntables, and then uh, a lot of times I'll do live drums, sometimes, like, a a full live band, like, playing with elements of the beats. And so I just try to just always change it, you know? Um, And so what what venues do you like to play around here? Like, are there ones that are kind of... We talked about Crown, but are there other ones that are more like receptive to what you do i don't know i've been actually trying to like really play less shows mm. to the, almost to the point of playing no shows oh, in okay. not not like that but like um my i guess my goal is like it's going to be my i was counting on my website it it's, looks like it's going to be my a thousandth show later this year so my goal is to have like a um a, a certain like kind of like more official kind of show for that or something. Yeah, that's a big deal. Like, yeah, and I, I don't know where that would be. I, I was thinking maybe like Metro Gallery or something, but just something that makes it slightly more like it's a concert or something like that. Yeah, make it special. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, I want to ask about Tori. Um, tell me a little bit about like some of the touring experiences that you've had. Do you like being out on the road? Oh yeah, I absolutely. It's my, it's like my favorite time, you know, like I love, um, I just love there being a time where everything is music, you know, it's just like you're in the van all day listening to music, you get out, you're watching music, you're playing music and yeah, it's, um, I've always loved it and it's always been like. It's always been like my way of just having there be somewhere to go and do something. Yeah. You know? I feel like everybody has their own way. Like, like some people, it's about like now, like being on YouTube or SoundCloud. Sure. Like everyone has some way of like building a community, and and I feel like that's still like my way. You know. Yeah, I mean that's the, that's the classic way. You know, yeah. that's that's how you do it. <laughs> and uh, do you have like favorite cities you like to hit? Yeah, yeah, a lot of it's, like, based on, like, um, friend, you know, friends and stuff like that. Um, Pittsburgh has always been an awesome place to play um, for me, and this is a crazy one, but Youngstown, Ohio. Oh, really? <laughs> no, yeah, I've never been yeah. there. It's, I guess just, like, 
It's like not far from Pittsburgh, I guess. It's just I guess there's like a lot of mutual friends and stuff. Um, like playing in Olympia, uh, Detroit. Um, yeah, it's it's a little different every tour, but mm. but I like them all in some way. Yeah, that's fun. Do you have any um, fun stories from when you've been out before? I was thinking because I know I, I've heard you. Ask yeah, I like before. to ask that one. Um, I was thinking a guest you've had on before, Easy, um, Easy Jackson, me, him, and the group Pasolacqua that I mentioned before. Um, we were on tour and uh, like guy that used to live in Baltimore invited us. He was like, you can stay at my house. And um, I went back to his house. It was like a nice suburban kind of clean house. And, um, he, I, like, I just went to sleep early. Everyone else just was, like, drinking until, like, 9 a.m., I think. Oh, it wow. was, like, it was, <laughs> like, um, maybe, like, 15 people there all together. And, like, at, like, 9 a.m., like, a military, uh, like, sergeant guy in, like, full fatigues comes in and he's like who the fuck are you people and, <laughs> and it was like I don't know what the deal was but like we definitely weren't supposed to be there oh and, and the guy who invited us it definitely was not his house <laughs> so it was like the sergeant guy's house yeah yeah oh shit so what happened what you do? <laughs> I think he just like like the main guy came that had us came out and like explained and the guy wasn't happy but he didn't <laughs> make us immediately leave <laughs> yeah, at least let you get your stuff I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh my god yeah that is crazy hopefully hopefully this coming tour goes a little smoother <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so i i know this might be jumping the gun but this is another question i asked often um you just put this record out what are your future plans what, what's the, what's your next step well um so cold rhymes um the next four releases throughout the summer are all stuff that I, I produced from top to bottom, pretty much. And um, and so I've just been working on that and working on my album for the past like year, and now I'm like putting all that music out there. Mm -hmm. you know? uh, so in your capacity as a producer, what is, um, are, are you... Because, I, I mean, I got to admit, I don't really know how, like, arranging beats and everything works oh, and yeah. samples. So, just from a musical standpoint, for the music nerds out there, how, how do you craft that? How do you how do you make a beat? How do you craft a song? Well, with, say, like, with working with other people, and I guess with, with myself, too, it's usually, like, as simple as, like, getting a loop and chopping it up, and then, like... I just find myself doing that all day. Um, and um, so I guess for the past couple of years, I've just been shopping up loops like crazy. And when one strikes me or strikes someone else I'm working with, they write to it. And then I kind of flesh it out from there, you know? And that, that's kind of my system is like, you know, then, then it's like add, like a lot of times I'll lay down some kind of like phony drums just to be like this is what it'll be like like just garage band drums or whatever and then if people like it i like go back in and like chop up the right kind of snare and kick and 
you know, and flesh out the beat from there. Okay. So it's almost like you have a scratch, a scratch drum track or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Um, and so, how do you know when you hear something that you want to sample? Is it just like catch your ear, or do you have yeah. like a more methodical way? Well, I, I, I would suggest if anyone is is thinking about that. Um, the, I think one thing that could be really helpful is to listen to a lot of the classic records that um, were sampled in like the earliest hip hop stuff, you know, like, just like, um, and, and, and listen, and it's like, you can kind of tell it's, it's hard, it's hard to explain, but it's like, kind of like, like a lot of these like 60s and 70s songs that have been sampled like it's almost like it becomes a whole different song in itself oh, for yeah. a minute and and like and you can just see where people would be like yeah I want to hear that again and again and again and like I feel like that's like the stuff you have to look for you know like I I feel like I, I was I was like of my friends group like the last one to kind of like um, really understand chopping up samples and stuff. Like, I don't know. I would just try to sample like these like Judas Priest records and stuff. Like, like, <laughs> nice. like I just, yeah, just be like, I'm going to be different and like blah, blah, blah. But I didn't really kind of like understand the fundamentals of it yeah. or something. But like, um, yeah, it's, it's just about, like, understanding what you're looking for. And, and, I, and I think the more you do it, the more you understand, like, what will actually be cool and versus, like, what seems like it will be cool, you know? <laughs> like, something you'd like to do versus what actually works. <laughs> yeah. And I, I try to have a system, too, where um, I sample stuff, like... Like, it's not a big fail if I sample something and it doesn't work. Mm. Like, I try, I feel like everything I try to mess with, I try to at least finish it and export it and make that not take that much time and then just have it to listen to and be like, is this something or is it nothing, you know? Yeah, and kind of mull it over. Yeah. I guess whatever you pick needs to be like a pretty big hook, right? You can't have just like a chord. Well, I guess I guess if you really got already with it, you could probably do that with just like a chord or two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. It it just um, yeah. I guess it depends. What you, there's all kinds of ways to sample. It just depends what you're you're trying to do. Yeah. You know? Uh, so you, you mentioned um listening to old school and uh to me and again I'm not I'm not an expert. I like a lot of hip hop, but I don't know the whole history. But uh, it sounds to me like on uh, which one is it? Uh, Zen on ten. You kind of have that old school sound. Is that like in the drums? I mean, yeah. And and would did those drums come from uh like were they inspired by by old school or? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I guess I keep my ear out. I I think those are both from that like that's like two different snare drums and like that I'm kind of like layering and then just using one and then the other and throwing different delays on them and like um. I think they're both from psychedelic records. I 
I just kind of like keep my ear out for those like huge sounding snares. Oh, I, gotcha. I, I've always like loved those, like the, like the, um, you know, do you, I don't know if you know the like Billy Squire song, like Big Beat. No, I don't think I do. I, yeah, I, I don't think I know that one. That's like pe- one of people's favorite, um, like breaks to chop up, and oh. it's just like the best kick and best snare. It's in like the song Ninety Nine Problems. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. yeah, that's something then for sure. That's another good one. Um, so talk to me a little bit about like where your love of music came from. Were you always listening to hip hop, or did you come to that later? Or? Yeah. Um, I guess like hip hop and metal were like the first two things when I was really young. Mm. Um. Like, I think some of the first, like, like, I definitely listened to, like, Young MC, who I still think is tight, and, like, Hammer and Vanilla Ice and stuff, <laughs> which I didn't really grow on me as a kind of... <laughs> that didn't hold up so yeah. well either. Like. <laughs> but, like, I, I think, like, Ice Cube was some of the first stuff, and, like, N.W.A., and um, this group called L.A. Dream Team, that yeah, they were, like, electro rap, kind of. But, like, that was the first rap stuff that really, um, really was, like, a revelation for Mm -hmm. me, you know? And then, like, as far as the rock side, a lot of it was, like, metal, um, some of which I loved and some of which I think I just, like, pretended to love (laughs) because, like, I wanted to like it or something. But, like, but, like, the stuff I really... That stuck with me from that was like uh, Faith No More and Juice Priest and um, Megadeth and stuff like that. You know? Faith No More is great, and they were kind of like dipping their toe in, if not rap, like funk at least. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, sure. totally. I see that. And then were the Beastie Boys anything that really inspired you? Because they had Oh, whole... absolutely, okay. yeah. That was like, um, it's such a big part of like my like youth you know and it's like it's funny i almost like forget it's the same group as like because like uh, a lot of like white rappers will talk about like if you do anything people will just say it's like the bc right and it's like a little, <laughs> or i guess i'm an m too oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah but i think i think i would be more in the beastie boys mm-hmm. half of that because i'm more of these like slower raps and stuff but like I always forget that's the same group that I love that I, I grew up listening to because I'm just like so tired of people being like, oh, it's like these people. Yeah, I, I guess you get that. Especially with like you're using rock. And, yeah. And it's, yeah. It's different than the way they did it, but that's a concept that they did. Yeah. And I, I think, I think like there's some things like, say like, uh, like rap rock and stuff like that. Like it's almost, it's funny because it's like, they're using, like, the two coolest things in, like, human history, like, rock and rap, but, like, but, like, they just made something that was, like, toxic and horrible, and, like, you never want to be, like, associated with anything like that. Not Limp Bizkit, or... Yeah. Yeah, how did they, how did they end up, like, with the worst of both those genres? I, I mean, I think it's, it's really, like, you know, I, I, I think, like, at rap shows, like a lot of times when they have a live band or something, I'll just be like, this is so like, 
in bad taste. Like, like, like I think that, like, people maybe don't, like, hip-hop fans are like, yeah, I'd like to hear some rock in there or something, mm-hmm. but they don't know, like, what they're looking for exactly. They, they're just like, yeah, rock, some loud, aggressive stuff or something. And, and I think vice versa. Like, yeah. like when, um, trying to think of a good example, like, like when Wham did like the Wham rap. I don't know if you remember. Oh no, that. I miss that. Probably, like, thankfully, am I glad that I missed that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, Wham rap. It's like there's no idea that it should be tight. It's just like, it's like good enough not to be terrible or yeah. something. I don't know. It's like as long as I sound like I'm talking, I guess that's rapping. Right, I don't right, really know right. what rapping is. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So what, another thing I wanted to talk to you about was collaborations. You know, I as we talked about, I'm kind of from a rock world, so there's always like an inherent collaboration, and and rap's hip hop's a little different. Uh, uh, but you have collaborators on your record, so. Ha- how do you hook up with people? How do you decide what's going to be a good fit? Um, well, I guess it's like, as far as a good fit, I feel like it's about just thinking about it. And um, like, it's really fun with hip hop. Cause I feel, I feel like you can kind of like plan stuff out in advance in a way. I feel like, you probably can't with rock. Like Yeah, it's more of an organic like jamming usually. Yeah. Usually. But it's like I don't know, that's always been a fun part of it for me. It's like making a beat or like making something and being like thinking like who could be on this and just like being like this person? No, no, this person? <laughs> no. And like you know, it's like a puzzle you're figuring out or something. And um I mean, as far as like getting it done it's like it's definitely a cool time now in that like you can do stuff long distance you right. know like like with all these albums i'm producing now it's just pretty much all people working on stuff at home sending it back to me me sending it back to them you know which is like um i don't know it, it, uh, i could see how that might not be like totally appealing if you're from like a more rock background but it's like i I like it a lot Mm. you know do you even uh need to go to studios really well i guess vocals you might want to yeah yeah like that's um i mean i feel like i i the last couple records i've either gone to a studio or of my records mm-hmm. or, or um just like paid somebody to that just has a nice vocal mic to like engineer me for a couple of days you know okay. and like um i really want to get one i want to get <laughs> one of those um what are the they call have you seen those slate mics that are like the the um I don't know what they're called. They're like emulator mics or something, but they like they can kind of emulate any mic in the way they. Oh, really? That's yeah. cool. I, I'll have to look that up. I don't. Yeah. I don't think I've seen those. Yeah. So everybody buy a computer rocker so you can get a slate mic. And yeah. 
Um, so I guess I'll kind of start to wind things down. You said you listened to the show. Thank you for that. Oh, so, so you know, I always ask uh, advice or what advice you give for people. Before we get to that, though, I just want to make sure we got to everything that you want to talk about. Um, is 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 there anything you want to let people know about? Um, you have shows. People should check out your shows. Oh yeah, yeah, and you can uh, check out the dates at heightkeach.com, and it's like Midwest and West Coast in may um the south and midwest in june and then the northeast and canada in july oh i don't think i caught that you're going all the way to canada that's cool what what cities are you playing oh there? yeah it's it's like still being booked but like basically it'll be like montreal ottawa toronto uh kingston ontario and then oshawa i believe oh man that's awesome yeah yeah i love playing there Oh, what? Uh, so, so you've been there before. Like, what's it, what's it? Is it any different, really? Well, I mean, because like Montreal is the whole French thing. I don't know. Yeah. Well, um, Kingston, Ontario, which maybe people have never heard of, but that um, I mentioned, I'm in this. I have this side project called Shark Tank. Um, we made our name before it became like the most popular reality show. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's America. true. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we're so. That might be our last album under that name. But um uh so a guy from there called B Rich, like he's he's in that group. So we've been uh like I play there every year and it's always like people have always been super supportive from the first time I ever went up there and I I feel like just like there's some cities in Canada like that. Not not no disrespect to anyone, but not Montreal and Toronto. <laughs> so, but there's a lot of like smaller towns where people really like seem to just like appreciate touring music, you know? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know Kingston. I can't imagine there's many too too, too many American acts going through there. I, yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. And they like like the guys. Um, uh, there's a group called Bag Money that uh, sets up the shows every year, and the, and they'll do crazy shit like like there's a band from japan that that plays there every year that, that you know like um like a mc5 kind of rock and roll band oh and nice like, and like so they're for what a small town it is they're they kind of are like international with it you know yeah that's awesome mc5 is one of my favorite bands what's do you remember the name of this uh japanese group i'd like to ah. check them out Shoot, I wish I I'll could have to shout Google them it out. Then. Yeah, all Maybe right. I'll put a comment on yeah, the yeah. website. <laughs> well, we'll add that in the notes. Um, <laughs> all right, well, thanks so much for your time. Um, so to to wrap it up, what what would you tell people that are trying to get into this whole music world? What what would help them? Um, I would say try to figure out a way so that everything that you do, um because you know it's important to you try to do things in a way that other people can see that it's important to you and maybe make it important to them as well like like i feel like the whole world of like soundcloud and facebook and all this stuff it's made to like make everything look not important and the same and like never thought about that but that's so right you just like flip through pictures yeah yeah wow and it's it's hard to know how to break out of that like i'm not saying i have the the cure but like 
I think, I think like, don't be like diminished or like dehumanized by like the, the way of things. And, and no matter what you're trying to do, like say you get to play like two or three shows out of town and that's it for the year. Like make it like a three day tour and have like a name for the tour and like, like make by your own standards and your own definition, make stuff be big and important. I would say. That's awesome. That's great advice. Cause if you think it's big and important, then hopefully other people will too. Yeah. <laughs> give at least give them a chance to see it, how you see it, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thanks so much, Dan, for your time. And, uh, I, yeah, I really like the new record. That's great. So thanks. Oh, thank you so much. Right. I enjoy the show.